Ben. He's disappeared. McLean stopped. Hardly surprising that a journalist might go off the radar for a while. It was the nature of their job, after all. That Dalgleish was concerned enough to come to him made it far more serious. What do you mean, disappeared? He'd gone on holiday and forgotten to tell anyone. Ben's not had more than a couple of days off at a time in five years. He lives the job, can't stand sitting around doing nothing. So he's chasing a story. McLean knew he was only saying it because he didn't want to get drawn in. He also knew that it was too late for that. Chasing a story, aye. But it was here, in the city. Told me it was going to be big, too. He say what it was about. Dalgleish leaned against the wall as she lit her cigarette, took a deep drag and held on to the smoke for a few seconds before letting it go. And let someone like me pinch it. Don't be daft. So how do you know what he was up to? McLean glanced across the road where a shiny black car had just double parked, no doubt his developer arriving for their meeting. I'm a journalist, aren't I? Dalgleish said. Sticking my nose in other people's business is what I do. So you reckon Mr. Stevenson's got himself into trouble then? Well, he's no been seen at work for almost a month. He's no answering his phones, and he's no been home and his ex hasn't heard from him in six weeks. His ex? Why would she care? Cause he's meant to have custody of their wee girls alternate weekends. No like him to miss that, apparently. The car had disgorged two suited businessmen who were even now donning hard hats and being shown in through the front door. I'll look into it as soon as I can, OK? McLean dug out his phone, jabbed at the screen until it brought up the notebook function, and tapped out a badly misspelled note to remind him. Right now, I need to be somewhere else. Dalgleish smiled. A sight so alarming, McLean thought for a moment her head was going to crack open and reveal something rotten inside. You're a star, Inspector. I'll send over all the stuff I've got already. Visions of his desk, legs already buckling under the weight of unattended paperwork. He really didn't need more piling up. I'm not promising anything, mind, he said. And if this friend of yours turns up with a tan and a new girlfriend, you'll owe me double. He'd been avoiding the place, hiding from the emotional turmoil it represented. That's what Matt Hilton would say. Perhaps he'd be right, but mostly it was just that his old flat in Newington was a long way down the ever-growing list of priorities. Of course, that didn't explain why he'd not done anything about the letters from his solicitors or from the developers trying to acquire the site, why he'd been ignoring calls about the matter for weeks now. It was a simple problem. He owned a share of the site because he'd owned one of the tenement flats that had been destroyed by the fire. A sharp development company had managed to buy out most of the other shares, but they couldn't do anything without his say. They'd offered him money, quite a lot of money, for a quick sale. There really wasn't any reason why he shouldn't have taken up that offer and walked away from the place. But he couldn't bring himself to do that. The senior partner from his solicitors had come to the station in person, waited for an hour in the reception area with the drunks and the vagrants and the just lonely, until McLean had come back from a crime scene. That, more than anything else, had finally persuaded him of the serious nature of the matter. It wasn't something that would go away if he just ignored it long enough, 
and other people were being inconvenienced by his inaction. His grandmother would have been appalled at his rudeness. And so he was here, back in Newington for an on-site meeting to discuss the redevelopment. Perhaps the builders thought seeing what they had planned would sway his mind. Certainly, seeing the façade still there, shored up with scaffolding, its windows empty eyes onto the sky behind, brought everything into focus. The front door was the same too. The paint faded a bit, the number gone, but it was even propped open with a half-brick, just like the students downstairs had always done in times past. Detective Inspector McLean! A voice behind him. McLean turned to see a man in a dark suit, black shoes polished until it was almost painful to look at them. He was wearing a hard hat, but otherwise could easily have been mistaken for a banker or accountant.